Welcome to the newest episode of Full Metal RPG, and I am your host, Brendan. And I am your host, Ben. It's sort of interesting, right, because this is the... We haven't actually recorded an episode in a while because we've had so many episodes on back catalog that we've already recorded, so this is, uh, you know, this will be sort of interesting. This is the first episode of our new format. Am I right? True, true. We're cutting it down a little bit to about, what, an hour? That's what we're doing? Trying that's to aim plan. for? You see, that's the plan. Like, Adam and I, we do Shadow Sworn Radio Hour, our World of Darkness podcast. And uh, the idea of that is supposed to be like a, a cold hour. And I don't think we've done just an hour yet. Like, it seems like it's about an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, we get talking and then it just keeps going. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, that's, that's not to say if that similar things happen here, we won't necessarily just like cut it off abruptly or anything. Yeah. I mean, the idea is, is now we're going to be weekly. We're sticking with the... We're sticking with the weekly format, and we're we're cutting down the weekly time, but because we're going more often, you'll get more content. So I feel like we should really try and stick to that hour. Yeah. Um, I'll I make our like, editing lives much easier. Oh boy, will it ever? <laughs> will it ever? Um, so what have you been up to in terms of games lately, man? And neither one of us has been up to much, have we? No. Um, I don't know. Like. Uh, well, this coming weekend, we're looking forward to uh, another case of Iron GM. Yeah, that's right. Uh, neither you nor I are planning on running, but we're planning on playing. That's correct, yeah. Uh, ben Mandel, who um, was just on an episode. I mean, seriously, for you guys, it was last week. But for us, that was early January. Uh, he's doing another um, Iron GM, this time at a different game shop in um, Glendale, Arizona. And uh, Ben and I are both going down there to participate in that. Yep. Uh, actually, a whole bunch of people we think that we know are going to be down there participating in that. We hope so. Uh, it should be kind of a blast. Get to see some people we haven't seen in a while and uh, you know, roll some dice with them. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Um, I, in particular, am looking forward to spending some time um, on the player side of the screen, as I do that very rarely. And, um, you know, I've just been like a little bit burnt out. I've been a little bit burnt out after the winter, you know, just a lot going on and... Um, a lot going on with the show. You know, the podcast is making some great strides forward. We had, you know, some very successful episodes, and you know, I think we've we've made some new li- we've made some new listeners. Um, definitely, it was a great talking to Dave and to uh, John Wick. Um, and then, you know, our uh, Valentine's episode has proven to be quite popular as well. Um, and the Full Metal RPG t-shirts are in and available. And we're actually kind of running low on the original sizes. So, you know, go on over to our Etsy store and look into that if you, that was a thing that was on your docket. We still have, we still have, we still have some, but... And cool shirts they are. I, I like them. I like them. I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten some good feedback on them. So, you know, um, I hope you, maybe you guys might like them too. So, so back to this Iron GM. Do you have any mm. hopes for the game that you're going to be playing in? Oh, no, no, dude. I'm not. I'm not even thinking about that. No, not thinking about it? No. You're not, not hoping that you get something besides uh, Dungeons well, & Dragons I mean, or Pathfinder? I'm or... hoping what I don't get. I mean, I'm okay. hoping that I don't get D&D or Pathfinder. All okay. of those would be fine. I just... Um, want to do something like a little bit different you know like i want to i want to try something different and even if it's a fantasy game with a different system i'll be happy like i'd, I'd love to try um, so like dungeon world or something that'd be great dungeon, or some world, dungeon crawl classics or tcc labyrinth lord uh the hellfrost game from savage worlds nice. which people are quite excited about i'd take any one of those okay okay i was sort of hoping for something along the lines of not fantasy Something more like horror esque or um, pulp esque. I think either of those sound kind of fun. Pulpy, that could be good. Yeah, I mean something I haven't tried before. I'm hoping you know, this this seems like a great way to try a system in a game that I've never seen before. You know? Yeah, exactly. You go in there for a session. It's not a big commitment, and uh, the guy's trying to put on the best game he can for you, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know you sort of roll some dice and see how it goes. You know. Um, 
our uh, mutual uh, gaming friend and colleague, Jim Miller, he is a local area um, Arizona guy, and he's putting on a um, convention here this, this summer. Uh, it's going to be funded via Kickstarter, and he is trying to have something just like that. He's calling it like a game buffet. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's and, right. And the idea is, is you go in there, and there's all these games available, and you just like play like a little, like you play like an encounter. You play like, like you know, a few, like not a few minutes, but like half an hour or something, and then you can like move on and try something else. So you're not like stuck in a big, like a big time commitment. You just try a bunch of different stuff. And I think it's a great idea, personally. I'd love to see that, you know? Yeah, so, you know, if you happen to be, you know, local or going to be in the area at the time that's happening, check out the Kickstarter, man. Yeah, indeed. Check it out and, uh, you know, give it a whirl. Right. We're going to have Jim on in a couple of weeks to talk about his plans for that. And um, I'm really interested in hearing how he's approaching the, like, subject of building a con and building a community. You know, these things, you know, there's a lot of cons out there. And I just, I've never, the, 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 the ambition that it takes to put one on. To yeah. me is like I mean I it's it's it sounds daunting. This is a lot of work. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no yeah. doubt whatsoever. You know, you and I have uh, we, we Ben and I have kind of been like not really role playing a lot lately. Like with everything that was going on with the podcast, uh, Out of the Abyss has kind of fallen through the cracks, right? We haven't had an Out of the Abyss session in like two months, right? Yeah, I I I'm, I I still have hope that we come back to that game because I was thoroughly enjoying it, um, but. It wasn't just that. I mean, with the podcast, we were trying to do this, uh, the the uh, Ravenloft module, and then we were mm. also, you know, we were trying to start up another game, and and at the same time, uh, you know, we've got we've all got like you know other gaming commitments too, because you and I have been playing Infinity now. Well, and- yeah, that's that's the segue I was going for right there, which is that uh, you and I to fill the void of role playing, we have returned to our other dark mistress miniatures gaming right yeah um it's uh it's pretty interesting coming back to uh infinity as a game and now that like the rules have changed yeah it's on its third edition yeah it's on its third edition there's much more players in the valley than previously i mean when you and i were playing it was like we were the only people we <laughs> played the game <laughs> yeah it used to be kind of you know we i felt like like some kind of like weird uncle with a crankish religion or something whenever i would try to play infinity in public before like i'd have to be like here's my weird books and here's my weird ideas about about how miniatures games should be but um gw has actually afforded um so many smaller miniature game companies this huge window to really break out and try new ideas by essentially on on their part, like creating these impregnable games that have just such high costs of entry that uh, people are just people still want to play sci-fi minis. They don't want to pay nine hundred dollars for an army, so it, it gives a, a huge window for a, a game like Infinity. Yeah, um, and, and and the interesting thing about Infinity is it's both it both seems more approachable because of that. Yeah. But it's got so much depth to it. Ooh, yeah, so much depth. The moment that you, you know, you think you have a handle on like all of the all of the stuff going on in the game, it just kind of changes on you. Uh, I I can say very um, with confidence that I have never felt like I have a handle on Infinity. Like we played back in first edition very briefly, then second edition came out like essentially I don't know a matter of months into our first edition run. True. We played second edition. I left for Los Angeles, and uh, Dustin and Ben kept playing, um, and now we're back for third edition. And I and I will say the third edition is a much more streamlined beast than I remember first being. Yeah, it seems like they've closed up a lot of the weird like inconsistencies, and they've streamlined a few things, and uh, it still keeps its feel of like a futuristic firefight. Yeah, uh, uh, one squad versus another squad. Um, you know, but but uh, but things seem to run smoother. If tactics are important to you, then Infinity is gonna be a good game. It's it's definitely a very tactically sound game. There's a lot of there's a, you you actually have to have some kind of grasp of tactics. You actually have to play tactically. You can't just push everything towards the middle and then and then roll a bunch of dice to see who wins. The thing I I think I appreciate one of the more about it I think too is that like in and uh, I I know we have. I know we have a lot of listeners in the UK right now who, and I know a lot of them play 40K, 
And I think that I've always heard that there that the UK like 40k experience is a lot different than the American 40k experience. Mm, how so? And that like it's it's less like cutthroat and less like it's more about like uh camaraderie and like you know what I mean? Um, I mean that sounds like something that you would read in like White Dwarf from like ten years ago, where they would like be singing you some song about that. But is that really the case? Well, I'm only saying that because because I'm about to talk about some of the things that I find about Forty K that like they they might not share in that, um, and that would be the reason why. But but Forty K always felt to me like it was a sort of like like gotcha game where you're like. You're like you you spring you spring something on your on your opponent who has no idea that's coming. Yeah. You know, like I just got you. You know, like like yeah, yeah you're 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 obviously toast, man. It's just toast. That squad's gone. Were you listening to the episode of Dungeon Punks where they had Brinton on? No. Oh my god, dude. It was crazy. You have to listen to this episode. I will. He 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 talks about this if 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 I'm misquoting you, man, then I feel bad. I'm sorry, dude. But like he he relays this story where he's playing fantasy battle with somebody. Oh, and yeah. um the perfect gotcha game and he goes and he goes something like oh i do my movement and uh now i'm gonna go to do my uh magic or something right and then he goes oh oh wait i forgot to do my shooting i actually did i was listening to this i heard that story right, i remember right. the story the moment we start talking about it right and then the guy's I like i still remember the name brinton sorry oh okay and then the guy's like, oh, no, you said you moved on already. And like, and so he just scooped. He just scoops. And I'm yeah, just, that's and so I, dick. When I, was listening, when I was listening to that, oh, I was Jesus. like, my hat is off to you, sir. Fuck that guy. Like stone cold killer. Fuck that guy. What an asshole. And that's the kind of shit that you meet in, like, when you're playing Warhammer all the time. Like, yeah. all the time. But, but like, it, it seems like Infinity like, is more about like intent rather than got you. Like, um, like, I've seen people all the time who, and they talk about this, too, where, like, the intent is to move and not leave cover, you know? So, like, yeah. so like they talk about that, and then they, they sort of, like, position it accordingly. So let's it's, it's, it's talk about what the intent of the move is rather than, like, the actual move, which is sort of interesting. Right. Um, and then allows some interesting sort of repositioning, like, back and back, like a, you know, like a, a millimeter or just so you can push it back into cover or whatever it was, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate that. I think that it makes it more challenging on a lot of levels than, like, than like silly yeah so i mean we've been doing that a lot lately we've been high as fuck on infinity but you know i understand that a lot of people don't tune into this to hear about infinity games i i you know i i i would be mad if i got shanghai yeah but uh it's just what's kind of going on in our lives it, right it now it is it is and um we i just got back from a trip from seattle and i went to a million game stores out there that were like so good we're talking like the most top-notch game stores but we'll save that discussion for a different time because our guest is about to come on. Um, we're having Yona, who is the employer to both Ben and myself. He he's also our friend. He is also our fellow gamer, and um, this can sometimes make for interesting confluences of uh, of, of of relationship at the table. And we're going to discuss uh, the recent Ravenloft game that I ran in an attempt to do an actual play. And we're going to discuss not the specifics of the session, which I feel like Ben and I have already had our catharsis on that. True. But uh, we're going to discuss the module and where we feel it's right and where we feel it's wrong. And then at the very end, we're going to do a little review of the brand new Curse of Strahd. Um... And then we have a little we have a little surprise announcement for you to kick off what we're now calling season two of Fullmetal RPG. So stay tuned. Please keep listening, and uh, we'll join you in just a few seconds here. Thank you. I brought my. Uh, I have my joke. Can I do my joke? Yeah, sure. Well, I, you're, I brought... you're gesturing towards your shirt, which is a Full Metal RPG shirt. Yes, it is. And uh, since uh, last time we, we we came here, I got a magic item, right? So uh, I was hoping to get like a, a plus two <laughs> ring of elocution or something, you know, to help out with this uh, this little thing. You want me to give you another magic item? Yes, I do. That was not a real magic item. Oh. The one that I gave you it was it was an idea. It well, was I, a I re- I'd really... you're not a Monty Hall podcaster. I am not a Monty Hall podcaster. Well, I'd, I'd really appreciate a magic item. A real one, actually. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds that sounds pretty swell. Um, so uh, here we are. We're back, 
and we have um, Yona with us. He is, as I said previously, he's he's our friend, he's our boss, and he's our gaming buddy. Um, we've played a million games together, have we not? Uh, no, I'm not a million. I mean, <laughs> I mean, not not enough, not enough. Yeah, right. Never enough. Never enough. Oh, that's me cracking a beer. This is yeah, socially uh, irresponsible. This uh, this broadcast is brought to you by Sunspot Gold from Santan Brewery. Yeah, it is. It is the 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 drink of our generous benefactor, Yona. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, so, well, the reason we we come together this evening is we're just we. I, I feel like Ben and I already kind of did the post mortem on um the Ravenloft module session, and we kind of like. You know, it was, it, was, it was still pretty fresh wounds at that point, and we were, everybody was upset. And we've had a few weeks to kind of chill out on that, and in, the, in that time, as friends, we've all just kind of talked about how we felt about the module as a module. So we don't need to get through the, we don't need to, like, you know, excoriate individuals or individual things that happened, but we're, 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 why we've gathered is to talk about Ravenloft. And so we're going to talk about the Ravenloft 1983 module for a minute. Where we think it succeeds, where we think it fails, and then we're going to move on to the new Curse of Strahd book that just came out. We're going to give a little quick review of Curse of Strahd. So, um, why don't you guys go ahead and take it away? What do you guys have to say about Ravenloft? What, what, how, what, what was good about Ravenloft? What did you like? Well, I, I was thinking about it because we we were you you had mentioned about us getting sidetracked by the the gypsies, and, right? And there was another. Uh, the one I got sidetracked by was the the holy symbol that was missing from the chapel. Okay. And I went, wow, the holy symbol's missing from the chapel. If we can find the holy symbol, that would probably be a good thing to use against the, the vampire at the top of the castle. That's really interesting, that course of logic, and that will bear out in a minute. So I went, okay, well, let's go talk to the dude in the chapel, and, and then I'm worrying about... Some other guys think, oh, are they going to try to like unbury some of the dead heroes in there to try to steal their stuff? Oh, you I mean, mean their PCs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> okay, like wait, let's make this fast. And 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 um, but that didn't really go anywhere. And I think that maybe it was because we didn't have enough time. So it, it, I thought it was important at the time, and I would have liked to have had more time to talk to the guy. Maybe he had a little bit more insight than just being like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die, but what can we do about it, right? Yeah. And uh, and I thought, well, being the cleric, I thought, okay, if we can find the holy symbol, we can use it. Right. Uh, but, then, and I, but then I think the timing got to me, and it was like, okay, we need to go, we need to go, we need to go. Mm. And I think that, in a sense, we're used to a much slower pace uh, of play where we can just you know like we take stuff. time to build into things and we like you know we like want to figure things out sort of and and uh you know have interactions and, and that sort of was not we're, we're too used to that yeah i mean that's one of the things i like gaming about with both you guys particular is that you guys are both um well open to the idea of a slow burn campaign and i really like slow burn i like to take a time to build up all kinds of little secret hints and this and that and have everybody explore things so you can bring it all back around later on, you know? And we, and you're right, in the context of a kind of like run-and-gun sort of module, there wasn't really the time for that. Yeah, it was it was kind of a switch where we have to go, okay, our characters are theoretically powerful enough to beat up the monsters that we're going to be beating up because that's the module, right? So we should just go. Whereas we've been playing the Pathfinder and the other and the Vampire, and we're kind of really wary of getting ourselves into more trouble than than we can. You know, we like to have avenues of retreat or like you know uh, cards in our in up our sleeves. You know. Yeah, it's sort of interesting because you know the the Ravenloft module is sort of infamous in that it's like so incredibly brutal. You know, like it's one of those yeah. things that just beats down like gaming groups all the time. Um. And, and, uh, you know, as players, I think that, that, uh, we were, we were conscious of that too, a little bit. Um, I personally thought that, uh, that the, uh, one of the things I liked the most, I guess, was sort of a lot of little interesting setting bits about like how, uh, how like destroyed the village was and how like the wargs were like hounding us. And I thought that was all like very fun and, and flavorful, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I think truthfully too, a lot of that was sort of before we knew what exactly what was going on, you know. I don't think we knew that 
that there was a vampire there at that point. We so on some level, what you're saying is is like in in the gothic tradition, when there was more mystery, it was more interesting. Exactly, and exactly, then... and that plays into some of the stuff I didn't like about it, which we'll get to in a second. Okay, okay. Yeah, I had an c- uncomfortable time in the village when Heather really wanted to go to talk to that Mad Mary character or whatever the name of that, and I felt that we didn't give Heather enough time to to go and do that i mean it seemed like a wild goose chase but it you know it ended up that the gypsies were a wild goose chase that the holy symbol was a wild goose chase and it would have been nice to have had time to go on that wild goose chase for her i think that that may have pushed her out of the decision making process and pushed her to okay I, i'm gonna get in the in in, in the carriage yeah. or something we're like all, that we're already to it which is the uh i mean the where things really broke down. Because, okay, so if you were to draw a timeline of like where things were breaking down in the game, things started off kind of rough pretty quickly. Where there was some, uh, there was a, there, there's a scene where you guys are riding up to Barovia, which is like the kind of like county that um, Strahd is the master of, and you don't really know this. And, uh, and you come to these gates. All right, and the way that they're described in the in the original book is they look kind of like creepy Vincent Price gates, you know, with like wrought iron spikes and stuff like that. They've redrawn them in the new book to make them look considerably more Lord of the Ringsy, and uh, they are super cool in the in the in the new in the new book. They are like they're like whoa, you you definitely feel it a lot more than you do with this one. The scale is is really different, and um, and immediately there was this kind of break in the party where where Jeff was like, uh, I don't know if I want to go in. And and, and people and then there had to be a conversation about whether we people were going to go in. Now, he, he's talked to me about it, and he says that that's like, he was trying to play a halfling who was like, who's like, I don't like scary things. But I know that some people in the party felt like it was sort of like a, oh, well, are we going to do this or not kind of thing, Well, I mean, right? he, I mean, as a character, he has a point. I mean, it, it may, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to, like, press that button that says do not push the button. So, um, he, I mean, as a character, that was smart. In the context of what we're supposed to be doing, that's not quite as smart. That is sort of interesting. It's sort of like Bilbo-esque in a lot of ways, right? Like, yeah. I'm not... I'm not going down that hole, you know. Like, like that's, yeah. not, that's not me. You dwarves can go. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Like at the time, I was definitely kind of like feeling like this was definitely some like classic Jeff kind of, um, well, I don't know, uh, stubbornness. But in that context, it was good gaming, good role playing, I guess. Yes, except outside of the context of what we're trying to do. Right. Um, the the idea that this. Let's let me put it this way. Uh, I am a heroic dwarven cleric. I've made it up to fifth level, whatever, right? And I am now depending on this halfling to search for traps. You know, tell me when the, we're be, we're being watched and this and that. And I can't trust him not to wander off after some shiny object or some like farmer's daughter or some like or or to, <laughs> or, or to take like not not to like rob some poor like peasant yeah and and really i wouldn't be seen dead hanging out out with this character well i mean now we're getting into um and i guess this is really what we're here to talk about when you when you strip away the raven loftiness of it we're talking about what is old D and these modules and do they work as uh like thought castles or do they not and, and what kind of psychology do you have to have going into one of these things? What, what he's really talking about, it, to me, is sort of a lack of history that each of our characters has together in a lot of ways. I mean, we sort of create this arbitrary construct like, oh, you guys have been together. You're an adventuring party. This is what you're supposed to do. But we don't really have that history, you know? It's not like we start out level one and then we group together and, yeah, the halfling's flighty and he's a little crazy. But when it comes down to it, he's, he's there with us, you know? It's like we don't have that history. You know, so well, we yeah. all just kind of react to it. I mean, we see that a lot. I mean, tr- I mean, I was thinking about in the context of being a team, right? And and, and there are people that you want don't want to have on your team, even if you're just playing sports. And then you're talking about going into a dungeon and fighting vampires with people. 
and I wouldn't, you know, you need to be able to trust them. And if you don't, and the issue we've, we've had in character creation in the past, that we go our disparate ways to create characters, and then we're brought together, and really, we're, we don't have the same philosophies, the same beliefs, the same understanding of purpose of what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really, the, the, there is... Unless you have the commonality, there is no way you're going to go into battle together. I mean, I, I mean, and I had kind of thought that we were going to not have that problem because I did call a character creation session for this one, you know, and 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 that idea of like, oh, people usually make their characters at home and then they bring it is definitely a thing that I do, and it does lead to characters having kind of fragmented views within the party, but that's always something that I like, I, I, I and I like to play it up, you know. Yeah, I think that when I got the character, uh, when I conceived of what we were supposed to be doing in module, my character was essentially a, he wasn't a real person. Um, he mm. was just he was just a character class with stats that he was going to go in one direction and fight monsters and get to the end. Yeah, uh, and, and that's sort of what I kind of thought we were all going to do. Right, and that would that would and that's why I didn't envision that there would be any issues because. These guys didn't have free will. I mean, we have characters that, in a sense, have free will to do stuff that maybe the players don't want to do because they right. know it's it's there it's it's a mess. But when in this idea, the characters don't have free will. They're essentially on a you know on rails, on being rails. pushed towards some kind of ridiculous outcome and fight, which is you know D and D you know the fight at the end where and you get like loot and stuff, but whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, do we think that it's possible to play that module in any other way than essentially as like a side-scrolling video game where you're, you know, it says like press start and your character kind of like winks into existence? No, I I, I think that if I had been playing a neutral or even a neutral evil mage... Uh, I would have conceived of maybe a psychological approach to dealing with the vampire. I might even just have gone up the gate and say, "Hey, dude, like, what do you want to get us out? I'll do it for you, right?" Mm-hmm. And or even there was some hints that this, you know, playing vampire. All of these like elder vampires have psychological issues. You know, you play him <laughs> and, you, and you and you have him like commit suicide because he can't take another day or whatever, right? Well, what's interesting about Strahd as a character, especially even within the confines of the 1983 module which when you think about it is like very early on in the history of role playing is he is very psychologically complex they do i mean they spend more time than like any other npc that i have seen in in a module of that era talking about what's going on with him psychologically and so there is a component to that I, I don't know that your tactic that you're describing there would have worked kind of like as is. Yeah, but what, uh, you know. Yeah, you're, I, see, you're, I see what you're saying. I mean, you have many years to work on him. You know, you'll, you go, okay, like, I'll, 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 you know, what do you want me to do? I'll, oh, I'll, so you <laughs> what you're saying is like your, your character becomes like his vizier or something. Yeah, why like not? Why slowly not? whispering in his ear over the course of decades till he like I mean, th- exposes himself to sunlight. I mean, that sounds like a great fucking game. I mean, that's how I'd approach it in a vampire game. You don't go like, oh, uh, like there's an elder vampire up in a car- in, in the castle oh I'm, I'm just gonna wander in there and try to kill him i mean that makes no sense <laughs> i mean you do and you don't i mean this is, so it depends on who you are you know? <laughs> okay well i'm gonna die you're, you're playing one of those like gangrel guys who's like i've got celerity and and uh, yeah Brody but and... You, you fall into a pit and then like he opens up the thing so you you die i mean it's yeah. it's, it's, it's his castle you know he knows all the ins and out you can't even reach him unless you want you want you know he, he wants and, that and you see I, I feel like what i'm hearing from you is a very in-depth understanding of what was going on in that game because i mean the, these some of the things you're saying did you read the module no i did not <laughs> i did not but it makes sense i mean if he wants to kill us anytime he can kill us so obviously yes. he wants something else from us maybe if i'd had a more complex character that's not okay like i i have a hammer i'm gonna try to hit him you know <laughs> it's like you know you you you, you go out from it but my character doesn't have the the wherewithal to conceive of a complex approach to dealing with the situation. I mean, he's got a holy symbol and he's got a hammer. I mean, he's going to go and try to hit him, right? Right, right. And and it, what you said is actually in the in the module, which is that 
Strahd's castle is incredibly complex, and it is. There's these. There's this big fold-out map of what it looks like, and it's kind of cut like a layer cake. You know, it's like it's like a, it's like a cylinder that's been sliced, and you get to see these layers, and you have to read this whole fucking thing so you know how all the rooms connect and stuff. And let me tell you, that's a brain buster, right? Right there, that was a pain in the ass. Um, but the inti- inside has been meticulously detailed, meticulously, and it says right there. Oh, Strahd knows this thing backwards and forwards. And here's, and like it says, it says, uh, his servants inside the castle, like the rats and stuff, they come and they tell him what the players are up to at, at all like at all times. So at any given moment, it, has, it tells you to roll as the GM. It tells you, roll dice to have Strahd know what's going on. And the odds of him knowing what you're doing are really fucking good. Like really fucking good at any given moment. Um, and so it does say, he could, at any moment, if he wanted to, just simply descend and destroy you. But he would much rather play this game where he's fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? And um, it seemed like, at, at, and this is, and this is, the, we're gonna skip by the the incident at the gypsy camp because I don't think that that's it's necessary to go into into that. Do you want to? You want to? Well, go? I we'll, think we'll, 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 we'll hit on that. Go yeah, ahead. Uh, I think that there's there's an idea there that would require a little bit more. <laughs> In th- the gypsies, in theory, have been to the castle. In theory, yes. they know the castle. There is an opportunity to take, say, one of them hostage, maybe interrogate. I mean, it's for a different party to do. There is an opportunity to there to figure out whether they, you know. So there are some ideas in there that I don't think a seven-player, like, Dungeons & Dragons team that you know is, is able to manage properly without descending into the like ridiculousness uh so in a vampire game for instance yeah if i had dominate or if i had presence i could have figured out a way to like use the gypsies against stride well, maybe hang on a second if it was a vampire game then you wouldn't be playing a vampire right you'd be playing in, in, if the situation were completely analogous hunter. You'd be, you'd be playing a hunter yeah. or a, a human of some kind. Yeah, I might have some... You know, there, the the idea of this level five team, fifth level team, going yeah. into the... It's, you're obviously been screwed with. And, and it's... it's I mean, the, the character... I mean, my character... Oh, I guess my God will save me or I'll die and like I'll go to like dwarven heaven and like, <laughs> you know, like drink a whole bunch of... I mean, that's, you know, it's an honorable death, whatever, right? Sure. So, in, in in a sense, you can't lose. It's like I think that, uh, that we we had the talk about paladins. You can't lose, but but as long as you try and then you don't chicken out of it, right? So, are you saying that the group was just too sophisticated to play the game? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, there, there were there were behavior patterns that we've seen in multiple other games that are just like ornery and like you know, contrary. I think I don't know. I think that like like so so one of, one of my big sticking points is the stupid carriage. The stupid carriage really yeah. bugs me. Let's get to the carriage. That was a, that was that was bad. I did not like that. At all. When, when, as much as things had gone like completely like fucking kind of pear shaped by the time you guys got to the carriage, there was just. A, but the, when the carriage thing happened, it was basically like the party had decided, like, we're not playing this fucking game anymore. We're just going to do what we're just going to. This is this is this is where everybody officially quit. And um, you want me to explain what happened to the, to the uh, listeners? Yeah, I think that. The, uh, no, you know, it's none, fine. Of the, none of the options were good. And I think it was a cumulative. Uh, but like it, it was a cumulative thing that was to do with us not seeing Mad Mary or this or that. It, well, it, it was a there was a major fragmentation of the party. I mean, I mean, okay, okay. So, so the carriage is obviously based on like Dracula, right? Right. Like it's 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 clearly something that like you know John Harker rides in this carriage up this precarious like bridge and yeah. it's like this decayed environment and then like it's creepy and weird and he doesn't know what's going on. He's going to meet some like uh, eccentric old like count and he doesn't right. know who this guy is, you know. And it works because in that novel. it works. It works in that novel in a lot of ways. Because he doesn't know what the guy is and what the guy wants from him. Right. Plus, it's, it's a much more civilized 
uh, you know, we're we're fifth level bloody bastards. You know, we're, we we yeah. we don't put up with this crap. We don't get into the carriage. We hit stuff really hard. I mean, that's our job, right? I mean, I mean, we were we were going to go into the castle. We at that point we were going to go in the castle, but we got hung up on this carriage because because none of us. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, some people got in the carriage, some people didn't. Right. Yeah, that's what ended up but happening. Even is, even yeah. the people that got in the carriage didn't want to get in the carriage. Well, I didn't want to get. I, I got in the carriage. I didn't want to get into carriage. But I figured if people are already in the carriage, you know, whatever. When, by, but this is like the 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 where you go. Okay, well, I'm getting in the carriage. Obviously, I'm not going to die. You know, it's it. This module isn't set up to like get me in the carriage and then like have like you know me die when I get somewhere. I'm gonna get the, in the carriage. Something's gonna happen and then the story begins, right? Right. So it, in in a sense, not getting to in the carriage was being essentially, you know, you have your level conception level of what you're supposed to be doing is back to that gate. We need to go through the gate. Okay, mm. we get in the carriage. I, we get to where we need to be going. I, and, I actually disagree with you on that point. I actually think there's a the because because. Because so much of so much of like of uh, of that module is about strategy, right? So much of it's about like about like how you crawl through the dungeon, right? And and uh, it, to me, I, as a player, I don't know where that starts. You know, I don't know where that starts. Does it start in the carriage? Do I do? Do if I get in the carriage, am I getting in it? Am I getting in a trap? Am I getting in like you know? I don't know. And what what and so my 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 personal read on the situation was like let's just kill the servant let's kill the servant uh, okay all right so hang on this is this we now enter into a point where where, where perhaps for some of the the liberties that Brendan took with the description of the carriage are now causing problems and I've I've wondered to what degree I am responsible for the meltdown of the carriage because in the book it describes a carriage without a rider it's essentially like a like a golem kind of thing or something mm. like it's it does it has no driver okay. it just is a magical box that like whisks you into uh. castle Ravenloft. <laughs> yeah it's, it's harry potter right it's, it's harry potter yes scary potter right you, you get in the carriage you get to the castle and then you stop fighting yes shit, exactly you know? and right. and i out of this like slavish need to like to take the dracula reference to an even more obvious dracula reference went ahead and put this this phantasmal rider on it, this driver that was like supposed to be ambiguous, and like you're supposed to wonder is it is it Strahd? Is it not Strahd? Is it just some sort of other? Uh, and I had made the decision this was like some other like um, servant in case somebody attacked him. And then of course people are all like, oh, I attack him. I can't. Oh, I just can't wait to come to grips with the enemy. Would it, would it would have been different if there had been no driver in the carriage? I mean, we obviously would have been talking about talking about attacking anything at that point. Um, I, I don't know that I still, I don't know that I still want, would, as a, as a, uh, on a strategic level would want to get in that carriage. I still want to go to the castle. I still want to destroy Strahd, but I'm not sure I want to go, go in the carriage at that point. You know? I, 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 I mean, we, we had the disagreement about the wargs. Uh, yes. and, and up to this point, okay, we see the guy, we can try killing him. We're not going to be able to kill him. I mean, and, and, and really if, if we're talking strategically, about what we're doing we have a certain number of okay we have a certain number of hit points which aren't very much to get yeah. through the, the castle so in a sense even the fight with the spiders later on we should have got oh no no we're not going to fight the spider we, let's run away we do i mean we 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 i mean we, we, the, the spiders say have 100 hit points or maybe 50 or whatever between all of them okay. we, we have say 120 between all of us you know, if the spiders take us down by 15, 20 hit points, we've lost that fight even if we kill the spiders. Yeah. But, that, but that's assuming you can actually run away. I mean, you're, you're in a castle that has a whole bunch of traps. Well, there was a door, right? I mean, we could have got behind the door and shut the door. I mean, if we were a well-trained, like, fifth-level, like, adventuring party, we know all this crap. We know what to do. We don't spend our time fighting spiders. I mean, we, we, we shut the door on them. We, like, you know, sent throwing some oil and we set them on fire right i don't know well i mean that would what you're describing is something like i can hear myself saying in high school like oh i'm i would i need to make a roll to hold the door shut and then everybody throws in greek fire and then the, and then the gm has to arbitrate i mean how we, this we, we, weren't, we weren't we were not 
I mean, I tried to hit that stupid spider like 30 times. My thacker was, I, I don't know, whatever, right? Yeah. And, and you're thinking, we are not playing at the level. Let's say that you're doing like a World of Warcraft raid or something where everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing, right? And, and, and we're, we're there and we don't have a clue. Whereas our characters, in theory, you know, if they didn't have a clue, they'd be dead. I mean, so, this is not the first time that this kind of video gamey metaphor keeps coming into into the dis, the description of this game. And I mean, it really is on a very like tight set of parameters. It really is shunting you forward, and it's making you play like a video game. Even though at the time that this thing came out, video games did not have even near the level of sophistication that they do now. I mean. I guess if you were playing Ravenloft as a video game, right? If you were playing, say you were playing Dragon Age, and then you came into an area that was essentially just this module, would it feel sophisticated as a video game, or would it feel um, the, like the, retrograde? The as a video biggest game? issue with this, the difference is that let's say you're playing a video game, you heal up over time. You can shut yourself down in a room for like thirty seconds, and like you, you know, you you gain your hit points back or whatever. When you are in a and d universe, you cannot do that. So you, your hit points are, you know, it's, it's this thing. You, you, your hit points are essentially your reservoir. If once that's, you, you can't do anything about it. You have to, that is, you have to guard it with your life. To actually get into, you, you, have, to, you have to judge your battles really well at that point. I mean, I guess, I guess if you want to think about like a video game, and I can think about like, and, and without coming with any specific examples, I can think about certain things where, like, I would have tried different things, you know. I would have like tried to push the boundaries to get back, to get back to that cart thing. And if that was a video game, I would have tried not getting in the cart. I would have seen what would have happened. Yeah, you'd have you know? failed, and then you'd have had to go. Oh, yeah, then I had to go back car, around and get in the cart. You know, I would have found so, out. Oh, you got to so, get in the cart. Uh, that's just, that's yeah, essentially I mean, what you're you're doing right there, right? And I mean, as a GM, I was just felt like I was in this awful position with a stupid cart, where I was like, well, I mean, I guess they're not going to get in the cart. So what do I do? Do I make the cart right away? I guess I just should have. I don't know. I was already so frustrated. No, no, no. By point. that point, we were. I mean, the party. I mean, the we. A, a number of the players we haven't played along together and and, yeah. and and we were um we're all pl- i'm not sure sh- <laughs> okay i don't think that if you put all those players together in a room together whatever game or whatever module we would ever get anything accomplished <laughs> and, 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 and 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 that's where, where i'm at so you're saying so you're saying i feel like your argument now has two prongs oh yeah the i fir- have multiple the, prongs the yeah. first the first prong is 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 this kind of psychological like awareness of the metagame prong where you're talking about like um well, this is what we're supposed to be doing, and as humans, we have knowledge of what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to kind of like represent that through our actions in game, and that's that'd be different based on the context of what kind of game it is. And the next one, now you're now you're saying party chemistry. You're saying party chemistry uh, was uh, a- yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I we we have well documented you know philosophical differences as to what we're trying to do. I mean, I had um, I was thinking I'm I'm kind of limited in my role playing because. I don't like playing bad guys, and uh, although, oh, hmm. and and if I play a bad guy, they're always bad because of failure, not because they want to be bad. It's like they're trying to be better and they're trying to be heroes. They just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And and to be in a, in a group with people who enjoy actively being assholes, you know. It's like it's, it, it doesn't work for me. It, 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 and, but I mean, I try, for instance, I mean, we go back to video games when I, you know, okay, I have the chance to like kill that villager or whatever, you know, like be a bad guy and it doesn't feel right to me. So in, in a sense, that's my issue and my limitation when I'm playing. And that's why, you know, I think we have that issue between me and certain other players that we, we just do not, I don't feel good about doing it. You how know? do you how do you reconcile that with a lot of like the World of Darkness games that we play? Yeah, it's just about to ask the same question. I feel like we play a lot of like really dark postmodern games, and now that you're putting it into into perspective like this, I'm like, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I mean, like certainly, I can see a lot of that characters in that light, right? Like the mage that he had in uh, yes, that's exactly in, what I was uh, thinking. Prague, Prague or whatever. I can see him in that light. Yeah, the one that sticks out for me is the Mexico City La Sombra, though. I don't remember that. Game well, we didn't well. get. I mean, by that point, we were. I was just your, trying to. Your like, character was like a backstabbing, 
backstabbing like asshole. He was pretty, <laughs> I mean, we didn't get in far enough into motivations on that one. But I, I don't. I how many evenings do we have on that one? Three times. I mean, I would have figured out a way to like you know because in a sense, when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, so you're playing these games, there is a set hell and there's a set heaven. Why would any I mean, I had an evil character we played uh, in Pathfinder. It's like, yeah. once you know what's on the other side, why would you not try to get away from that and redeem yourself? It doesn't make... To me, it's like, well, oh, like I want to gain power in order to be overlord so that then when I die, like uh, some devil will like use my head as, you know... Or, or <laughs> better, to, better to reign in hell than serve in heaven... I mean, there, there certainly is that. Yeah, motivation. but you're not going to rain. I mean, that well, just takes you like you have the possibility to in these games potentially. Well, uh, yeah, come on, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's always a bigger bastard than you are, right? And that bigger bastard's just going to step on you. I mean, whereas no, no, I'd, I'd, I'd rather hang out and play the harp or whatever, and or drink beer in like Valhalla or whatever. So, in, 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 a, in a sense, once you in, in the world of darkness specifically. <laughs> Uh, there, there, the damnation is so obvious that you're obviously trying to to fight against that, and your vampire character that's been pushed down the slope towards damnation. You know, you're scrabbling up. You know, even if it's not you that you're gonna save, you're gonna try to save somebody else. And I think that that's the cool thing about vampire. And uh, well, for me, you see, I have never outside of you. You always play these very selfless characters. I can't. I, I remember like the climactic battles of many, many a vampire game where Yona's character ends up like getting his yeah, ass get my, or I get, I or die a lot, or, or dies. Well, but, a lot but, of but his no characters. No one else does that shit. No one else. You you see vampires' opportunity to play out redemption, but everybody else sees vampires a chance to play out like. Ascension into unholy and blackened power. Yeah, well, and that, and that, and that's, I don't, I yeah. don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I've certainly played a lot of characters like that. I will not deny that. Um, but I've played characters that haven't been focused on that and instead been focused on like trying to maintain friendships. You know, like I, I personally feel like the character that I played in New Orleans, the first New Orleans back when we played yeah. Masquerade, was focused on that. Yeah. Um, no, that's true. But, Alliances. but, uh, yeah, no, and and was trying to was trying to, and the reason why we got into so much conflict was because, you know, trying to maintain friendships and was like was like trying to take blows for other people. You know, yeah. that, that happened a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean because you cause I mean, you you have Sam Spade, essentially a lot of you know, the characters the in the world of darkness are Sam Spade. You you know you you you, you got your bad side, but in, in 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 the end, like going along with the bad guys, that's that's not really an an option. I mean it makes no sense for that to be an option. That's that, but that's that. That's my limitation again. In a sense, my problem is that I can't play a character that would fit in with a certain other few other characters that you know that we have running around. Yeah, well, it's yeah, interesting. that's interesting to think about. It is. That's definitely food for thought. I if think I that's the first time you've you've ever put it that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I talked to Brendan about paladins and the 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 idea that you know you're always going to go into a fight that you can't win and, and 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 the the only way that you can lose in that fight is by not fighting uh and uh although there are different ways of fighting if let's say that i was playing a paladin in the city of thieves it makes no sense to go up to the biggest boss in the city of thieves you know yeah what's it city of oh, council uh, west west crown uh, yeah west to 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 go up to the biggest boss and said i'm going to duel you and then i mean you know, obviously they're going to stomp on you so right. um, there's a different the, the the you know you have a character of complexity and intellect and charisma and all and wisdom i mean that's so funny because you're like saying like you're talking about the attraction that you have for heroic characters essentially and then we were playing a game that required heroic characters, and you played an evil character. It, he, yes, he was a complex. <laughs> yes, he was complex. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, he would stab you in the eye and and not think twice about it. But um, 
that's because he didn't have a conception of where he wanted to go until he met like you know there was a paladin there and in a sense they open up the npcs open up uh opportunities to go wait maybe okay you can be an evil bastard but maybe you can do it towards some good so in in a, in a sense that's okay okay you enjoy killing things okay you can keep killing things as long as you kill you know maybe <laughs> you kill if you kill the bad guys maybe you can save a little you know so uh th th there is limited the characters have limitations in a sense the 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 thirst for like blood or violence can always be there. I mean, it's the same with the New Orleans like cop I played. He was a violent bastard. But I mean, in 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 a sense, what you're trying to do is you're trying to you you're trying to channel towards a positive way. I mean, otherwise we're just like you know whatever you know. Okay, like big ass vampire. I, what, I'll I'll do whatever you want. It'll be great. You know. Yeah. Well, these, that's all a lot of food for thought. I feel like I understand your role-playing process better than I ever have. Which, I mean, you and I have been too. gaming together for like 10 years or something. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. The pro you know, the I can finally start writing stories for you. Yeah, the problem is that... No, no, no. I mean, quite, I mean the, the Pathfinder... I mean, in, in, in a sense, that he was a brilliant character. I love that character. Yeah, and Quench, that, was, uh, that was a great uh, And... Uh, but... but and, and I I hated like putting him into like a place where he, I mean, we we went into combat a lot of the time and I'm oh crap he's gonna die and all these stories are gonna get lost because some bloody like ridiculous monster like hit him really hard it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of a waste huh well I mean I guess that's the um the risk right. that you take in right. in the role playing and, and the fact that you were invested in it that means a lot yeah and if I'm gonna take that risk I want it to mean something I don't want just, just to be like oh look oh. there's a chest at the other side of the room I want to open that chest you know that yeah. makes no sense but it, you know you have to do it for something else you know that makes perfect sense what you're saying that makes actually perfect anyway sense. I love that character I love that character too and love that game um so Curse of Strahd just came out which is the new version it's the like thirty years later version of, of uh, the Ravenloft game, and uh, picked up a copy, took a look <laughs> at it, kind of compared it to our um, other previous encounter, and there's some interesting stuff in it. For one, they opened up the Barovia, um, county, mm. hugely. So it went from being a very very small map where there's like a road that goes essentially right to the vampire's house through a town. And then they, they essentially put the vampire at the middle, and then they surround him with all kinds of stuff. Like, there's there's more than one town now. There's, like, a, an abbey somewhere up in the hills. There's, like, a windmill. There's all kinds of crap for you to look around and explore. Um, they give you a bunch of different ways to be brought into the city. So it's not just, like, you know... A mysterious gypsy, which is not called gypsies in this, they're called Vistani. They take them back to the what they did with the Ravenloft campaign, where they like take that kind of some people might consider it to be a pejorative term, and they replace it with the, the fictional Vistani moniker. And so, so they got it's a positive change, a very positive change. I agree. And so they took that whole conceit out. I think that's one of the options. But then they put in a bunch of other options to draw you into the city, or to draw you into the adventure. Um, one of the things I don't like about it is that they located it in the Forgotten Realms, which is like <laughs> <laughs> which means the Elminster could come down any time and just like fireball the whole castle, right? Yeah, like why are we here? Where's Elminster? <laughs> um, like they do everything. Everything for D and D comes out in this very small area called the Sword Coast now, and they tell you where Barovia is in relation to. Waterdeep and another place called Daggerfort. Yeah, so Strahd must have been making political contributions to Lords of Waterdeep. <laughs> that's why they don't fuck with him, right? It's strange. I, I, I didn't. That's the thing I liked about it the least. If I was going to run it, I would probably run it as kind of like I'd drop it in my own my own thing. They they give you all this stuff so you can just start running it with like a base a base uh, setting. But it's very easy to drag and I drop it into any other thing. I thought it was this whole thing. like different plane. Well. well Go ahead. Um, no, I was going to say, I think a lot of that is sort of, they can sort of like, these adventures, you can sort of play them one after another. All these adventures they're releasing, releasing Out of the Abyss into Curse of Strahd into like... Uh, you, you, no, by the time you're done with Out of the Abyss, if you, you mean you mean like, they're not with the same characters. Yeah. You mean with new, char new characters each time. Well, no, I mean like some of them are meant to be played probably after one another, right? The, they have, the other ones level you up pretty high. 
What does this one level you up to? This one assumes you're starting at first, and it takes you first okay. through 10th. Okay. It's first through 10th. And that's one of the things that's also kind of interesting about it, is you can start it as, as starting players, which was like a bummer about the original one, is you had to have a, a player, a, a character that was already fleshed out to, 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 to attempt it. This one, you're starting as first-level characters, and it makes it a sandbox. So that you're going from town to town, they put tons more NPCs. Tons more NPCs, like little factions of like rustic nobles that are feuding with each other and stuff. And you have to go in there, and you have to ask them questions, you have to talk about things. You're able to find that holy item, the the holy symbol that was vexing you. Right, right. The, in, in the original one, go Could ahead. you actually find the holy item in the original one? You can. You're, you pretty much need to if you want to defeat Strahd. It's in the Castle, Castle Ravenloft. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, and Whatever, when you... Right? Yeah, yeah. But when you get it, like basically, like if you read the, because because the 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 abilities of a vampire make it so that unless you have it essentially in direct sunlight, or you're fighting him at his crypt, he's always just gonna like go back down to his crypt and recorporate. So the only way to really stop a vampire is by like exposing him to sunlight while you kill him, and that's what the magic item and that allowed you to do. It allowed you to like turn. Uh, I mean, he takes a ton of damage from it every round. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I figured just from... I mean, it, it seemed obvious to my cleric character that we needed to get the holy symbol. It, it, it made no yeah. sense that it would already... Be, I mean, we needed to find the thief. That's what I... I mean, it's like... But whatever. I think that the module sounds interesting, but I want, what I'd want to do is to... I would want a party of vampire hunters. And to... and and Or trainee vampire hunters or whatever and i think that would be pretty cool uh to have like a disparate party running i don't know mm, yeah that makes sense you say i mean because it's starting off at first level it allows you to kind of t like 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 create a story around it you know you don't have to shoehorn the vampire into another story you can begin the story with all of this these happenings and stuff um i really like the book it's very well written. One of the things that's the best about it is that they keep the original map of Castle Ravenloft. Does it have a huge organ in it? Oh my god! So there's a. You know, the, <laughs> there, Does he pound you? <laughs> there's this. There's this scene in the book where you're reading the flavor text. I was reading the flavor text aloud, and I hadn't. Anyway, it says. It says. What, is, what does it say? What does he's it say? Pounding Str the organ Str in the yeah. corner or whatever. Yeah, like Strahd's playing the organ, but he's like playing it really dramatically. No, no, no. no. It's, it's talking about a huge organ. His huge organ. But it, but I think it literally uses the word "pound the huge organ." Oh God. Anyway, um, I don't know if the organ scene is in there. I don't know if they changed it. The the map, which is what I'm getting to. <laughs> the original map, they just like they just like scanned it in, and then they like dolled it up a little bit in Photoshop, so it looks a little bit better. But it's the original map, so if you love that gorgeous map, you can still play through it. And then there's a trap in the original book that they never they never drew. They just explain how it works, but it actually don't goes, don't spoil it. I'm, I'm not going to, but it goes off in two different rooms, and so you have to take these two different rooms descriptions. And you have to kind of work them together in your head. And I uh, never could figure out how this that's, fucking that's trap works. That's way beyond our uh, character's ability to solve. I mean, we well, just like, okay. mine is the GM to run it. Anyway, so they draw the trap for you. And so you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, still, I, I don't think we'd be able to solve it. I think we'd just like throw oh, the no. halfling in and there. And let me tell you whatever. what, man. I don't know how it is in this because because five is such a is so powerful for the characters. It's so much more powerful. I, I doubt that this game is, is as brutal and punishing to the players as the original one was. But um, in the original module, that trap is an instant kill. It is basically like it's like it's like it's like oh, did you fuck up and and, and go into this trap? You're dead. The character's you mean, dead. You mean like when I was trying to cross the bridge and I had like a seventy five percent chance of just dying? It wasn't seventy five. It was a five percent. No, 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 no. It was seventy five. It was like because really my bad. my dexterity was five. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a seventy five percent chance of just dying. I happened to roll yeah. a five. Oh god. Okay. All right. Well, we're just about out of time here on Full Metal RPG. I promised a surprise at the end, and here it is. Full Metal RPG has an additional copy of The Curse of Strahd, brand new, minty fresh, unused. 
and we are giving it away on our Instagram account. So when you hear this episode, go onto our Instagram account and look for our repost contest. We'll be doing a repost contest, and the winner will receive free of charge the brand new Curse of Stride book from Wizards of the Coast shipped to your location on us. Ooh, shipping's included? Shipping wow. is included, and that includes Europe and Australia, let's say, and uh, anything else we might have to but not negotiate Tucson. on. <laughs> but not Tucson. South America mostly pretty good. South America was fine. Um, so, go ahead, look for that. Thank you for listening to Full Metal RPG. We hope you enjoyed the new format. Thank you to Yona for coming in. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're very welcome, guys. And we'll see you all soon. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Full Metal RPG. We'd like to thank Legion for the use of Abyssal Plains and Blode for the use of Gory Scene. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud, also Stitcher and Podbean. Shirts still available on Etsy, although the sizes are getting a little low in some areas. Search for us there. Fullmetal RPG, one word, or Blasphemous Tones. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Have a great night. Do you like that um, that salt and pepper song called Shoop? I can't say that I'm the biggest fan of that song. Well, I mean, I but who like is the pu- biggest fan of that I, song? I prefer like Push Push It to uh, to Shoop. <laughs> you're, you're a Push It guy. Push It's a classic song, man. So Shoop. I, mean, I don't know. What I, I know it is. I know what I know your case it is, but... is exactly that you're making here. And somehow Shoop is not a classic song. True. That's, that's your inference. I don't know. I just prefer uh, Push It. Well, all right, that's fair. I mean, that is also a good song.